Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body here at Desert Springs Church. My name is Drew. I'm joined as usual by Chase, and we have a, an extra special guest. So special. So special. And our newest full-time staff hire, Tate Madzima. Welcome, brother. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Yes, you seem you seem glad to be here. That's good. I'm happy. You I'm could, smiling through the microphone. Yeah, you can, I think people can hear it in your voice. Um, so for this episode, we're just going to do an introduction, a get to know you. Um, so you're going to be um, serving here uh, on staff. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then talk about what you're going to be doing at the church. Uh, but first, let's just do some basic info bio. Okay. Give us you know height, mm-hmm. weight. Yeah. Shoe size. Wait, you can skip some of that stuff. But okay. Yeah. You're pretty tell tall. Us, tell us about you, your family, yeah. and, and where you're coming from. Great. Well, uh, glad to be here, like I said earlier. So uh, before we started recording, we were talking about how to say my full name because uh, I grew up in Zimbabwe, Africa. So uh, if I was to speak in my... Wait, uh, that's not in Texas? It's not. If you pull okay. out a map, it's not one of the states it's either. It's not in Texas. No, okay. it's not in Texas. But I came from Texas. I mean, Texas is a big here. place. Uh, Texas is three times bigger than my country. Okay. So yeah, Texas is, is but a really Africa big place. is really big too. And, and three times better. Uh, I mean, it depends what we're going for. <laughs> depends what we're going for. That's well, not that. Uh, this isn't that kind of yeah, podcast. We, do we have enough? We don't have no. enough time. We don't have enough time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my full name is Tatenda Blessing Madzima. Uh, Tatenda means thank you, uh, and blessing means blessing. Wow. It's, it's English. So basically, my parents were saying thank you for this blessing when I was born. Okay. I, I thought they were trying me. to teach you manners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe teaching other people manners. I don't know. I don't know what manners I have. Yeah. Please and thank you. But yeah. So yeah, landed here in ABQ, Duke City. Uh, I'm learning all the nicknames. Uh, mm-hmm. You're doing from good. Texas, Denton, Texas, where me and Chase went to college. So we've known each other for years and years. But yeah. I have been married to my wife, Rachel, for eight and a half years. And we have four wonderful children. Um, Alexander, who is six. Zeke, who is four. He's about to be five. Uh, Malachi is three, and then Lillian is eight months. Which so, one is your favorite? Uh, all of them. Okay. Yeah. Good. And I, they I all have cool enough. nicknames. Yeah, they go yeah. by Xander, Zeke, Kind, Lily. So. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It's because I go by Tate instead of Tatenda, so we're like, we should get our kids I support nicknames, too. nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Andrew. That's right. I'm That's the right, only Chaz. one that goes by, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we had a... Uh, some classes together. I, mm-hmm. I will always remember we had a speech class together. Yeah. And you did a presentation. Yeah. SSP. Uh, what's that? SSP. That yes. That was the speech class. SSP. That uh-huh. was the the uh, the principal that encouraged young men to, to be bold and ask girls out. That was like the heart of his speech. Oh, I love that. And the SSP principal. Tate, you want to tell us what the SSP is? Oh, I don't know. Is this good enough for the podcast or should I just ask people to come Drew, tell them? Drew can edit it out later. If oh, yeah, yeah. To. Uh, SSP stands for She Still Poops. Ah, okay. So, yeah. like, you know, it, it, it humbles you it, to go, you know what, we're, bo- we're, we're all human here. Yeah. It's, it's a humanistic element so you can edit that out if you okay. Don't need to say was, okay that was this brother's speech presentation yeah. in class is that what you said to rachel like the first time you met her <laughs> i don't know no not at all i feel like that was my whole speech i think that's all i said it was and i 
I somehow got an A in that class. I don't know what we were doing in college Bro, sometimes. I still remember that speech. It changed my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He's with Kristen, thanks to that, that yeah, speech. It really, it really yeah. is. Yeah. And now and now we work together. Who'd right. have known from that day? Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. You uh-huh. you were born and raised in Zimbabwe. Correct. When did you end up in the States and why? So I moved to Denton uh, basically when I was 19, which would have been the summer, late summer of 2004, right before the Olympic Games that were, what was 2004? Athens, I think. Athens, yeah. Uh, So yeah, I moved here to go to college. um, And the reason being my undergrad is in radio, television, and film production. And I wanted to go, I want to come to the States because this is where movies come out of. This is where the bulk of TV shows come from. So I figured if I was going to be successful in that industry, I would like to be at the epicenter of where it's being produced. So um, the compromise between my dad and I was I needed to move somewhere close to family. So my dad's sister lives in the DFW Metroplex, which is uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. So he was like, you can move however many thousands of miles away, but you've got to live uh, close to family. So, yeah, so she just sent me a bunch of schools that were close to her. University of North Texas was the only one that had a film program that I was like, I want to be a part of that and packed my bags and I flew to Denton. So, yeah. Excellent. So then met Rachel at some point uh-huh. in, around college, wasn't it? We, yeah, we've been, we had been friends. I mean, we got married in 2013, but we had been friends for probably five years before we dated and got married. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a very strong core uh, of friends in college. Um, there was a couple of churches in town that had really strong college ministries, and we did things together uh, with those college ministries. Um, played a wonderful game called Mafia. I can tell you all about that another time. Uh, but uh, there was... Yeah, so there was just an interaction, and, and she was going to the other church, but I knew her from the things that we all did together, so okay. we, we'd been friends through through college. Cool. Yeah. Now tell us how and when you became a Christian. So I became a Christian pretty early on in life. Uh, my dad is currently a pastor. Uh, he planted a church when I was in college, but we grew up going to church. Um, he was an elder in his church. Pastor's kids are the up. best. Yeah, uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So we grew up going to church, and uh, I think I was probably seven um, the first time that I, you know, uh, heard the gospel. Uh, clearly heard the gospel, uh, and also was like, you know what? I want to follow this Jesus that mm. my parents love, that all these people love. So uh, I went to the front uh, at probably the age of seven. Uh, accepted Christ into my heart, but my misunderstanding was what it meant to, like salvation for me was you were saved because you loved and trusted Jesus, but the only way to stay saved was by not sinning at all. So mm-hmm. from the age of like seven to like 10, wow. I probably did 90 to 100 ultra calls because there's that yeah. language of like, you accept Jesus into, into your heart. And in my thought, it was like, I accept Jesus into my heart. And then he just, when I do something bad, he, he leaves He leaves out the back door. So I need to go ask him to come back in wow. over and over and yeah. over again. So That's so common, brother. Yeah. 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 So that was the age of seven. And then I got to the age of about 11 uh, and my parents sent me to a private Christian school. And that was the first place where I had uh, someone that actually explained to me what it meant to be saved by grace and not mm. uh, not to have to work towards my salvation. And uh, my sixth, sixth grade teacher, so Zimbabwe is different from here in that you have seven years of elementary school and then six years of high school. So you go straight from elementary school into high school. So sixth grade is still elementary school. Um, but she, we would do um, like devotionals every morning because we were a private Christian school. And that's when it started to click that, mm. okay, 
Wow. Jesus saved me because he died on the cross for my sins, uh, past, present, and future. And therefore, even when I do make a mistake, uh, you know, John 1 John 1, 9 is mm-hmm. what, what I'm clinging to. If we confess yeah. our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And she explained what that meant mm. and how that applied to the walk of a believer. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes so much more sense. So I, instead of going to altar calls all the time, it was like I understood that when I sinned, um, I had to confess, repent, and turn away from that sin and then follow the Lord. So, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. great. So yeah, well, you had uh, somebody when you were young mm-hmm. that was really instrumental in, along with your parents, uh, right. but then you had somebody else that was really instrumental in walking a young person into having a right understanding yeah. of the faith. How much has that played into kind of your desire to go into ministry and oh, yeah, that's, what you're doing? That's 100% um, the reason, other, I mean, the Lord's the reason, but 100% of the drive uh, to do ministry in the way that I've been able to do ministry over the last 10 years. So, you know, I can count that sixth grade teacher and then moving from that into my youth group. Uh, I had a really great youth pastor, uh, actually two really great youth pastors because he left and went somewhere else. And they were super influential in uh, just taking me under their wing and going, um, this is what a man of God looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was is the person I respect the most in this world. And we have really great conversations about just the Lord. And uh, and I've just seen the Lord do so much stuff in my parents' life. Uh, but just to have an extra person that wasn't just my parents mm. going, hey, this is the life, uh, this is the way to lead a godly life. And I want to walk with you through that was, was extra special. And mm. it was just the drive for me to be like, if someone can do that for me, uh, a kid that they met at at church because they had this job, then I want to be that person for mm. um, other kids and then also for their parents to go, yeah. hey, uh, Tate probably has your kid for 30 minutes to an hour on a Sunday, but this is how you replicate that in your home. So that was really the thrust and the drive to going, um, yeah, I would want to do uh, student ministry, children's ministry, family ministry, that type of thing. So, so you came to the States to do radio, television, or TV, film. Or TVF. Let me tell you TVF. why. Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, my dad, so my dad's bi- bivocational. He's never pulled a paycheck from being a pastor ever. He's been a pastor for, uh, close to 15 years at this point. Mm. So in my mind, it was like, I need to do something that will make actual money, uh, so that I can minister in the way that I want to mm. minister. So RTVF was just a passion. And I was like, I can, maybe I can make some movies and make a lot of money and then use that revenue to be a pastor and do all those things. So, so you that knew was, you wanted to be a mm-hmm. minister yeah. even coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it would be eventual. I thought it would be like, you know, I'll get my college degree at like 22, work in the industry for 10 to 15 years and then get really rich. And get then, really rich. Yeah. yeah. I was real ambitious. I'm like mm. you can make movies when Oscars It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then <laughs> with all that money, uh, use it to further the kingdom. Dream so, big. Yeah. Dream big. But instead you ended up actually working. doing ministry yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, so tell us about your experience in ministry. Um, so yeah, uh, jumping into ministry was, uh, you know, I had that plan, and I met uh, Bo Hughes, who is the pastor of the Village Church in Denton, um, who's been my pastor up until now uh, for the last fifteen years. And in our very first conversation that we had, I was like, "Hey, Bo, man, I I appreciate the work that you do as a minister. Uh, I think I eventually want to go into ministry, but I got to get this money first, you know." And he just very straight faced. This is the first conversation that we've ever had. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I feel like if you think the Lord's calling you to ministry, then that's what you should pursue. And I was a junior in college at this point. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to turn around and do something different. So I, I finished out my degree and then was like, I guess I should think about 
uh, ministry, maybe seminary, maybe something something along those lines. So that was kind of the drive to that. I was serving at my church, uh, doing children's ministry, and then moved from doing children's ministry to doing youth ministry. So I was always in the next gen, gen area, uh, serving and um, leading groups or teaching on the weekend or on Wednesday nights and things like that. And that just grew to the church needed someone to intern that had a passion for that group of kids and also had a knowledge of our our students and that just happened to me to be me and uh so they offered me an intern position and I was like yeah I'll do this and yeah it's been from that point on uh been doing ministry I did an, the intern position for about a year we were about to get married I was like I need to provide for my family and they were gracious enough to go we'll hire you full time to be our children's minister mm-hmm. so yeah and so you've been there about 10 years mm-hmm. on staff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have, uh, you know, so we were members there together, yeah. um, our families, and they just have such a an amazing philosophy of children's ministry. Yeah. And as a church, what is it that we're trying to do with all of, with this whole next-gen process? Yeah. So um, I know you're coming here with a lot of that DNA mm-hmm. in mind, and that was one of the reasons we were so excited is because we know uh, Desert Springs has done this really well. The Village Church has done this really well. Yeah. And there's a lot, you know, in this next season that we can really gain from the village. So tell us a little bit maybe about the village's philosophy or your mm-hmm. own philosophy of just how to think through next-gen ministry. Yeah, so I think uh, what I would say the bottom line of the ph- philosophy of ministry, if I know how to say that word, uh, <laughs> is this. It's um, I think I alluded to it a second ago, but it's the idea that um, the church gets your kids parents for an hour and maybe if they're older if they're middle school and high school maybe three hours a week you know um caleb will get your middle schooler and high schooler three hours maybe in the week but the rest of the hours uh your child is in your home uh under your uh influence under your tutelage so we as uh as a church staff we really want to leverage that um i i almost used to i used to say this and i still believe it in 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 a very deep sense like i want to be able to teach parents to disciple so well that i would be out of a job Mm -hmm. you know like i want you to be able to lead your family your your children in the knowledge and the love of christ to the point where when you show up here on sunday you don't need me to uh, teach them a lesson. You don't need me to, you know, guide them in in whatever age specific thing that they need to know because you are so uh, equipped to be able to do that in your home. And that's my that's my goal. That I'm trying to work myself out of a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to work uh, all our all our moms and dads into um, just uh, the vision that is given in uh, Deuteronomy six. You know, uh, in the in the Shema, it talks about um, hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And then he uh, Moses goes on to talk about you are going to teach these things to your children as you walk in the way, as you as you sit, as you as you lay. So that's like an every moment, every minute ability to disciple your kids. You're pointing them to the Lord. Um, and we we use a very um, robust discipleship structure uh, built around like three things, which are time, moments, and milestones. And basically it's just, you want to have a specific intentional discipleship time with your family where you are talking about the things of the Lord from his word uh, and together uh, uh, commending the works of the Lord to your family. And then- Some um, kind of like family worship. Yeah, kind of like family worship structure. And that could look different at different stages of life. You know, yeah. it's, it's, for some of us, it's being able to do it once once a week and sit down together and open the word of the Lord together and like play play music and sing. Or for others, it's on the go or it's at dinner time. You're going to be able to read a verse together and just talk about what that means. But uh, 
that's part of why I'm here is to help uh, families just think through what does that time uh, going to look like for us in this season. So that's a really important aspect. The second thing would just be moments. Uh, and I look at moments as just there's so many opportunities that we get as parents um, where kids say they kids say the darndest things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and there's an opportunity for there's so many times where my kids will say something and I have two opportunities at that moment. I can just sweep it under the rug and be like, just don't say that in front of all these people mm -hmm. or use that as a gospel, a gospel opportunity to be like, well, you know that the Lord made this person this way because and then we just mm -hmm. it, it enters into something and it doesn't have to be me preaching a sermon. It could be a three, four, four sentence line that I say to my child where I don't let a moment pass where I, yeah. uh, I, I just don't sweep it under the rug or get embarrassed about it or uh, just ignore it, but use those moments to be able to disciple them. Um, so uh, what I want to do is be able to teach us to recognize those moments because they happen in my, in my family all the time. And there's plenty of times where I go to bed and I'm like, oh man, my kid said this and I could have, I could have talked about uh, the faithfulness of the Lord when they were sad about this thing or mm. how the Lord's a provider when they really wanted this thing. Mm. But I just went default into just don't do that. Let's do this next mm -hmm. thing. So it's just, uh, I, I want to be able to train us and train myself as mm. well to just be able to recognize those moments because uh, again, our kids, we're, we're training our kids to, to leave our house. So yeah. we want to use all those moments as much as we can to uh, train them to think about the gospel as it impacts every facet of our life. And that's what we talk about as believers, that we want every part of our walk to be saturated with the gospel. Well, what does that mean mm -hmm. when I'm talking to my kids and uh, correcting them or uh, training them? So uh, those are the first two. And then milestones is just uh, being able to to have fun together, to celebrate good things that the Lord is doing. So, uh, you know, uh, really easy milestones are if your child comes to know the Lord and they get baptized, just having that as like a, ha having that as like a baptism birthday that you remember every year and celebrating that. Or uh, the thing that we do with our kids is once they start to read uh, on our, our son's, I think it was his fifth birthday, might've been his sixth, we bought him his first Big big kid Bible, yeah. Because we wanted to usher him into, you know what you you've read the Jesus Storybook Bible, you've read the Gospel Storybook Bible. This is, uh, I think it's a CSB. Uh, this is a Bible for you that you can read, and I I know it's going to be years before he can read most of it and understand it. But it's a milestone moment for us to be like, as your parents, we we love the Lord. We want to commend uh, the works of the Lord to you, and this is a way that you can join in um, how mm -hmm. the family worships together. So yeah, yeah. I love that Tate. Uh, I'm encouraged by that. Want to want to do some of that stuff with my family uh, when I get home. Um, so, how are you going to implement maybe some of those things into the children's ministry here mm -hmm. at Desert Springs Church? Do you do you try to try to implement the time uh, uh, moments and milestones in the in the ministry here, mm -hmm. um, or or do you have some other ideas and plans for for how that'll work out here at DSC? Yeah, I think uh, with anything that. Uh, is like you're, you're thinking foundationally about anything. I think there's a foundation here of those things being permeated in the ministry already. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not reinventing the wheel in any way. I yeah. think it's just, I, I want to come in and be able to go, Hey, you know, when you guys were doing this thing, like when you were doing VBS or when you were doing uh kids assembly, that was us practicing what uh discipleship time can look like. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just being able to tell, to, to uh, take that from Sunday mornings and going, this is what mom and dad can do in their home. So uh, it, I don't think you're going to see like all these wholesale changes. I think what what yeah. I want to do is start to just sneak in, not sneak in, 
maybe more intentionally talk mm-hmm. about the language so that people recognize it as we say it and go, mm-hmm. okay, when I'm talking about discipleship time, these are the 10 things that it could look like. And yeah. these are the resources that I can use to have that type of time. And then um, in terms of milestones uh, uh, or moments, a lot of it is just us being able to sit down together and, and and recognize like what what can a moment look like you know one of my one of my favorite can't remember who does this but uh, a pastor that I know is just like as we as we drive with our family um, on family vacation I just ask my kids to uh, find things that uh, magnify the goodness of the Lord on yeah. on the side of the road so yep. whether it's nature trees or anything like that they can I want them to point it out and then I want to want them to explain. What what is it about this that magnifies uh, the Lord's goodness? And they're able to do that. So it's just so yeah. So those things are already built in. People are we're already talking about moments because we're talking about you know when we talk about disciplining our kids or uh, yeah um, you know correcting them and those types of things. A lot of those are moments that we're taking because mm-hmm. you're not letting something that's just happened just slip under the rug. You you want to address it at that point. Mm-hmm. So just being able to take maybe the negative moments and also. There's positive moments. There's lots of positive moments that your kids have and being able to reinforce those things uh, mm-hmm. with uh, just how the Lord has created your child and how that reflects uh, just his good design in um, how he's formed that child. So, yeah, so I think it, it's going to be intertwined a lot in the way that we already do ministry here at DSE. That's and great. something that kind of overlaps with my area of ministry and the more formal training venues mm-hmm. you know, that you and I have already talked about. Um, doing seminars, you know, yeah. fairly regularly doing parenting seminars mm-hmm. to, to just give that special intensive training yeah. to parents. You know, the the thing uh, the thing about parents in a church is they're growing along with their kids. Right. And you've always got a new crop of parents coming mm-hmm. in that have no idea what they're doing. And then you've got some parents that maybe figured out the the young age as well and then now that their kids are teenagers they're like I don't this is so different yeah. you know I need I need a whole new round of training and yeah. so just being being you know and I, I know this is your heart just being a resource for the parents all along that that yeah. way but we all have that shared goal as we want to see these these children brought up in this right understanding so that we can send them out hopefully faithful yeah yeah kids amen amen well brother we're, we're excited you're here we're thankful to the Lord for bringing you here to us. Uh, how can we be praying for you and your family uh, as you guys get settled in here in Albuquerque and and for the beginning of your ministry here? Yeah, I think uh, the, the first and foremost is just transitioning well. I mean, we've been I've I've been here for almost uh, the week, and I've just felt the love of the church with people coming by and. Uh, either helping me unload the trailer or bringing stuff by or signing up to bring us meals. So uh, just that welcome has been has been fantastic. And I, I pray that my kids or helping and, you pick up a couch or pick up a couch. Yes. Yeah. We picked up yeah. a couch. It's real. It's real uh, comfortable. So <laughs> Great couch. you get a chance. Come sit on it. Um, <laughs> sit on Tate's couch. But um, yeah. So I, I want my kids and my wife to feel that. I know I know Rachel will will feel it because, mm-hmm. you know, as an adult, you you notice the differences between those things. But uh, for our kids, this is. This is a move for them. They've, yeah. they've never lived anywhere else than mm. Denton. So just praying that they transition well, that they uh, um, hit the ground running in terms of like they, they want to make friends. They want to uh, enjoy uh, parts of the city. They'll get here. It'll be summer for them. So uh, Give us their, your kids' ages. Uh, they're six, four, three, and one. The four-year-old will be five in a couple weeks. Okay. So 
cool. yeah, so they're 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 pretty young and resilient at this point. Mm -hmm. That it, it'll take like a couple months and they'll forget they lived somewhere else. Um, maybe yeah. some <laughs> things here or there will trigger it. So that's my biggest prayer is just that we would adjust well, that we would um, jump into community um, pretty early on and uh, find good uh, solid relationships. Yeah, through that we're we're leaving seventeen. Both my wife and I have been in Denton for seventeen years, so we're, we're leaving seventeen years That's of history lot. and. Uh, maybe not necessarily 17 years of relationships because Denton is so transient. So mm -hmm. there have been people that we were strong, we had strong friendships with that have moved out. But uh, you know, we we are at the part of our life where we're like, oh yeah, these are really strong friends that we could carry on relationships with for the rest of our life. So we're leaving that uh, in Denton. Uh, we would like to, you know, form more of those types of relationships while here. So uh, those would be my my two prayers. And then uh, for me personally, just to uh, be able to work hard, uh, as I, as I get here, I was telling, joking with Chase that, um, I've run children's ministry for eight, nine years, but it's been a year and a half since I've actually done that because of COVID and yeah. restrictions. And when I left the the village, we hadn't even started doing any ministry. So just being able to get back on the bike, I guess, and, um, be able to run the children's ministry well mm -hmm. and be there and available for our ministry partners yeah. and for our families that are coming in, whether old families, new families. Uh, I just want to, I just want to do that with energy, vitality yeah. and joy. Um, because I love doing it and I, I want that to show as yeah. I, as I work, work. Well, our parents well. want that from you as well. Yeah. And they're excited for it. <laughs> yeah. You're already their favorite staff person, <laughs> yes. uh, that, that there's, uh, that there's something for the, uh, the youngest kiddos. And, yeah. and I know that our plan will be to roll out in the next few months, um, all the ages, yeah. um, as we uh, as we continue to open things up, well, you said you've been here almost a week, so mm -hmm. I have to ask you a really important question. Yeah, red or green? Oh man, that's really hard. I, I mean, it, it, say... it means a lot that you know what I'm asking. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're asking. Okay, that's uh, important. I gotta say, I gotta say, green for now. Green, okay, for now, good. I think yeah. I have to work up to the red. I I I can <laughs> I can do I can do a little bit of red at a time. Okay. Uh, but not not all that red. But you can't drink it yet. Like you know, oh no no no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have friends in Texas that drink cream gravy after they're done with their meals, which grosses me out. So Ugh. I don't know when when I'm here for a prolonged period of time and I start drinking gravy, I'm I'm a native. Okay. Or I start drinking red, uh, I'm a native. That's there right. we go. Yeah, there yeah. we go. That's great. Well, well, man, I know I've said this a bunch, uh, but this is just this is a big deal for me. Yeah. You know, we have we have talked about doing ministry together mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah, and it's true. Uh, you know, and we've prayed about it mm -hmm. and, and until now the door has been closed, but I am so, so grateful that God's opened the door and just so confident that your service here is going to be a, a tremendous blessing to our people yeah. and, uh, to our children and to this whole city. So we're so grateful for you guys making the sacrifice and coming here and, um, we're excited to see what God does with that. Yes, we are. Welcome. So, yeah. Welcome to the team, bro. Thank yeah, you. And, Glad to be here again. I'm excited, <laughs> yeah. excited for it. And those that you, uh, those of you that are listening, you can uh, come introduce yourself to Tate. Mm -hmm. If you've got kids, let them know. Yep. And uh, yeah, he'll he'll look forward to getting to know you and, and serving you over the next months and years. Yeah. He'll be doing? the guy in the Jordan 1s yeah. if you're looking for him. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, uh, you've been listening to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. If you have any questions about children's ministry, uh, you have an email now, right? Mm -hmm. Tate at DSCABQ.com. Or if you have other questions about the podcast or suggestions, you can email those to info at DSCABQ.com. We should get an email for the podcast. Yeah, why haven't we done that Why don't that we have yet? podcast at... That's... You could just start emailing that and maybe we'll... 
we'll start it. <laughs> we'll have somebody start checking that before too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That happened. That happened just now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll let you know next week what you email actually email. Uh, but until then, on behalf of Drew Hodge and Tate Madzima, Tatenda Blessing Madzima. Correct. I'm Chase Jacobs. Uh, let's keep spreading God, God's glory broader and deeper. Yeah, that's the one. Should I do that? His again? glory. <laughs> His glory. That's no, all right. People know. People know what we're oh, trying to say. Man. Where are you from? No, okay. (laughs) I won't ask like that. (laughs) What would you say you do here? What is it that you would say you do here? (laughs) So my full name is Tatenda Blessing Madzima. So if I was going to say that in Shana. Blessing? A blessing. That's my middle name. Like just English blessing. blessing. Uh B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G. Yep. No hashtag in front of it? No. No No hashtag. Hashtag blessed. This is good stuff. Why aren't, we roll, why aren't we doing this for real right now? It is. I mean, it's rolling. We well, can you put haven't this, actually done the intro. We can put this liner. Yeah. So um, let's start over. Okay. Let's start over. Do it. Welcome back 